Grace and peace to you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome home, literally to our homes today for worship with Morrisville Presbyterian Church. Whether you are a longtime member or a first-time visitor with us, we welcome you to worship together. Out of care and concern for our church and our greater community, we will continue to postpone all programs, activities, and worship in person until further notice. Worship will continue to be available online through our website at www.mpcusa.org. And there you can also find our home worship bulletin by clicking on the virtual worship portal. It's a way to follow along with portions of our worship. It is not needed, but it is an option there if you would like it. Even though we are keeping socially distant during this time, there are many ways to stay connected as a church family. We will continue to post regular updates on Instagram and Facebook. And immediately following worship today, we are also going to attempt to have a virtual fellowship hour at 11.15 on Zoom. And the link can be found in the email that was sent out by the church last night. Speaking of emails, if you don't already receive our email updates, we encourage you to subscribe at the bottom of our website homepage where there is a section titled subscribe to emails. On our homepage, you can also continue to give to the church during this time that we're apart by clicking on the online giving button and following the instructions there. But please remember, friends, that there are many in our congregation who do not have easy access to the technology that is allowing so many of us to remain connected. And so please, please remember to reach out to people with a phone call or with a card. Think about the people who you normally sit near in our sanctuary, those who sit a few rows ahead of you or beside you or behind you. Think about who they are, pray for them, and reach out to them with a phone call or a card. If you need an address or a phone number, you are more than welcome to email our office to receive that information. That email address is office at mpcusa.net. And now, friends, in the newness of this wilderness space, welcome home. Let us worship God together.
you have your home worship bulletin, we invite you to join us in our call to worship and opening prayer. God, we come to you as we are. We come bearing our souls and awaiting your response. Lord, we wait in hope for you. We know that you promise to hear and provide. Spirit, we ask for you to breathe new life into us. Praise the Lord. Let us worship God together. As Rachel and I have moved out of the sanctuary and into our homes this week, we recognize that worship will look different, and it will look different for weeks to come. And while this change of scenery represents a significant loss for us and for our church family, we are reminded that the power and presence of God cannot be contained by walls or rituals. Instead, the church has never been the sanctuary or the steeple or the building, but instead has always been and will continue to be the people of God. And so, as the people of God, as we mark this new beginning and this new space for worship, we are going to invite you to pause the video for just a moment and find something in your home. You don't have to think long about it, but find something that could mark the space we are in together as holy and sacred. I have here this uh, blessing cup that I know always marks a space of holy and sacred for me. For you, it may be a candle, lighting a candle, or uh, getting a rock from outside, like countless uh, people in the Bible have done before to mark holy and sacred places. Or maybe it is taking a moment to take a deep breath in, and another breath out, spirit in, self out. But Whatever it is, find a way in your home to recognize that we are, we are in and have entered into the sacred and holy ground, that no matter where we are worshiping today, God is present with us. So when you are ready, you can turn the video back on and join us in our opening prayer. Please join me in our opening prayer. May this space shelter your life. When you come to this place, may all the weight of the world fall from your shoulders. May my heart be tranquil here, blessed by peace the world cannot give. May this space be a safe place full of understanding and acceptance, where I can be as I am, without the need of any mask or pretense or image. May this be a place of discovery where the possibilities that sleep in the clay of your soul can emerge to deepen and refine my vision for all that is yet to come to birth. Though the journey be difficult and slow, may this be a place where patience of spirit is prized and the sight of the destination is never lost. Amen. Hi friends, it's so good to see you. I have really missed you. It's been a really unsettling time. And I'm really glad for spring because spring is something you can count on. And I want to show you my garden. 
This is my rock garden, full of rocks. These are the rose bushes that have branches coming out that will soon have bright pink flowers on them. Here are the daffodils, all in bloom. Here's a dogwood that will be pink and red. And, uh-oh, this is my barren garden, my bare wilderness of a garden. There was a shrub here that was supposed to get only this tall, maybe this tall, and it got this tall, and then it got this tall, and then it got this tall, and then it got taller than I can reach. It was so tall and it was so big that it overshadowed everything, took all the sunlight, hogged all the nutrients, all the food, all the water, nothing could grow. If you look here, you can see that there are no flowers on those daffodils. They just didn't get enough sunlight and enough food. So I had to take the shrub out so that everything else could grow. And I had to use these tools. I had to use a big iron bar. I had to use a shovel. And I had to use a saw to get it out. It was a lot of work. And now I have space where I can plant other plants, and they will get enough sunshine, they will get enough water, they will get enough food, so that they can be healthy and grow. A garden is somewhat like us. We need sunshine, we need water, we need food, and we need care. We need somebody to care for us. We know that God cares for us, and that there are those who love us and care for us. So, please join me in a prayer. Repeat after me, if you will. Dear God, thank you for your world and all the wonderful things in it. And thank you for the reminder that sometimes we have to take big things out of our lives so that other parts can grow. Amen. The Spirit is moving even now in new ways. And as we prepare to hear the word of Scripture, let us prepare our hearts and minds in prayer. Let us pray. The Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Melt us, mold us, fill us, use us. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on us. Amen. Please join me now in hearing word of scripture from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 4, verses 1 through 11. Listen for the word of the Lord. 
Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was famished. The tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he answered, It is written, One does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and placed him on the pinnacle of the temple, saying to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, so that you will not dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, Do not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their splendor. And he said to him, All these I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, Worship the Lord your God and serve only God. Then the devil left him, and suddenly angels came and waited on him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A week or two ago, I saw a meme online that said, honestly, hadn't planned to give up quite this much for Lent. And I don't know about you, but I resonate with that sentiment pretty deeply. I had not planned to give up quite this much for Lent. And yet here we are in the midst of some wilderness wandering that we didn't sign up for, we never wanted. And I don't know about you, but in the midst of my wilderness wandering this week, I have found myself tempted on so many occasions to try and make the wilderness look the way life did before. You know, the, thing, the way that things were before we were thrust into this wilderness without our permission. And I think you'll, you'll understand what I mean. There's this temptation even in the midst of a life that has been turned upside down to get life back to normal. To get life back to the way it used to look, it used to be before we entered the wilderness, whether it be with work or school or sports or projects or schedules or committees or productivity. I mean, sure, the productivity may not look quite the same. I, I might have to have meetings over a computer screen. I might have to adjust slightly to make all this work in a new environment. I can dress up the wilderness. I, I can make it look pretty close to the life I knew beforehand. I, I could still be productive. And if I just if I just adjust a little here or, or move things slightly over this way, then I, I'll barely even notice that I'm living in an unknown land in an unknown season with no idea how long this unknown will last. I can do this. In the midst of my own temptation this week, I found myself circling back to the beginning of our Lenten season when we read about Jesus' temptation in the wilderness. 
Jesus' entire ministry was defined by this wilderness standoff with the tempter. Jesus was asked to turn stones into bread, and instead he went on to share meals with those who the world deemed unworthy. And Jesus miraculously shares two loaves of bread with 5,000 people. In this wilderness standoff, Jesus is asked to stand at the pinnacle of the church and enlist the help of angels, but instead, he goes on to turn over tables, protesting the church's entanglement with capitalism and greed. Jesus is asked to take the place as earthly ruler over everything, and instead he will take the shape of a servant, dying a state-sanctioned death. Jesus' entire ministry was defined by this wilderness standoff. And as Lauren Wright Pittman puts it, the wilderness has something to offer Jesus, and instead of taking a detour around it, he chooses to encounter its lessons. When we find ourselves in the wilderness places of life, I wonder if we will have the courage to do the same. Do you remember the Israelites when they were wandering in the wilderness? Rather than feel the pang of grief or discomfort, rather than continue to wander further and further into unknown territory, following a God they weren't sure they could trust, they begged Moses to let them go back to Egypt. At least there, our lives would be normal again. At least there, I would be guaranteed three meals a day. At least there, uh, the routine, as confined and rigid as it may be, at least there, I know what to expect. But here, here in the wilderness, I I don't have any control over what this looks like. I, I don't know which way is going to be up on any given day. I have lots of feelings of grief and discomfort, and I don't know what to do with them. And it's just made me wonder if rather than feel the grief or the discomfort, if rather than wander further and further into unknown territory following a God We think we can trust, but we're not always sure. I wonder if I am longing. I wonder if we are longing to go back to Egypt, to life as we knew it before. Are are we trying desperately to find a road around the wilderness rather than opening ourselves to be curious and challenged and planted and rooted in the wilderness by the holy gardener in a way we just never expected. Last week, I mentioned that I love my routine and that I was frustrated when the coronavirus disrupted my routine. Well, this week was a different story. Early in the week, I was firing on all cylinders. Every minute seemed to be planned to perfection with an item to check off the list or an email to send. 
I was back. I felt back. Back to being productive. Back to the routine. Back to something that felt normal. I was certain my new routine and stuff schedule would put my mind and heart at ease. But they didn't. I was making headway on thousands of pebbles, but I hadn't addressed the giant boulders that were sitting in the room next to me. There was still loss of what used to be. There was still discomfort about the present. There was still fear about the future. I realized I had these pangs of grief and fear, and instead of facing them and sitting with them, I tried to take all kinds of roads around them. And I'm still tempted to do that. I still don't want to face them. But this week, I realized that if I truly want to see what God can do in this unknown season and in this unknown land, I have to be willing to, I have to be willing to stay in the wilderness. And I have to resist the temptation to take a detour around it. Listen now to the poem for this week's devotion in our devotional Sanctified Art. It's a poem by Sarah R. titled, The Wilderness is a Place, is a New Place of Life and Resilient Life. I used to think the wilderness would never end. I called my mom and asked, does time really heal all wounds? Do the pieces ever fall back into place? Does the wilderness go on forever? So she told me about the horizon. She said there is an edge where the earth meets the sky. And when you're here, you will see daisies in the sidewalk and the sun after the rain. I asked her to draw me a map and she cried because she knew this road was mine to walk, but she promised to wait for me, day in and day out, for as long as the wilderness raged. So I walked, and it felt like 40 days, and it hurt like 40 nights. And I waved to the people I passed there in the wilderness. We tipped our hats to one another, silently recognizing the weight that we each carried. Until one day I realized the earth always kisses the sky. And this wilderness has turned into a garden. And I have made it out alive. And my mother hugged me there at the earth's edge and she whispered in my ear that God was that gardener and that I had nothing to fear. So if you ever ask for a map, know that God and I will be planting seeds, hoping to turn your wilderness into a garden. For as long as the wilderness rages on, I will never stop looking for you. Where the earth kisses the sky. Friends, there is no map for this wilderness journey. 
And there is no answer to the question, how long will this wilderness last? And it wouldn't be hard to give in to our temptation to dress up the wilderness and form it and shape it into something that resembles our life before. But perhaps God is here amidst all this, waiting to do a new thing. Perhaps God is praying we will have the courage to let God plant new things and remove some of the weeds that have not given us life before. Perhaps God wants us to trust that the wilderness can actually be a place where we are formed and shaped to be the people God is calling us to be. And perhaps that means we have to first be honest with how we are feeling. To be honest about the things we've lost, about the discomfort of, of the present, about the uncertainty and fear that fills our hearts about the future. And perhaps we have to be willing to ask all the questions that we don't have answers to. The wilderness has something to offer us, and instead of taking a detour around it, I hope we'll be willing to dwell in it for a while. Beloved of God, as we seek to dwell a while longer in the wilderness, I invite you to join us in our home worship bulletin as we pause for prayer. At this time, we invite you to take out a piece of paper and a pen or talk with the people who you are worshiping alongside today and answer at least one of the following questions as we prepare to turn to God in prayer. What are you grieving today in the midst of the wilderness? That's the first question. The second question, what unknown, what unknown piece of the wilderness fills you with the most fear and discomfort? And the third question is, what seeds do you think God is planting that you pray will one day bloom. We're going to encourage you to pause the video and sit with these questions for a few minutes. When you're done writing or sharing with the people you are worshiping alongside, feel free to turn the video back on and we'll enter into a time of prayer together. Let us pray. God, who is the giver of life, both finite and infinite, we come before you to recognize your footprint in the ground of our world and your travel in the soil of our lives. We give you thanks for the countless ways you continue to work in this crisis, for simple greetings and waves between strangers whose presence would have gone unnoticed before for the coziness and security of our homes on rainy days, and for the sun that finally breaks through the clouds to liberate us in its warmth. We thank you for pixels and power cords and all the ways you work through humanity to 
maintain connection in a time of isolation. There is no limit to your brilliance and beauty, O God, our resilience in life. And for that, we give you endless praise. Jesus Christ, Son of God, you know what it is like to wander in the wilderness. You have felt our unease and hear now our cries of grief and loss and discomfort and fear. These two weeks have felt like 40 days and we acknowledge that we still have 40 nights yet ahead. We stand before you resonating with your loneliness in the desert. We miss physical connection to the places and people that we love. Sitting next to our parents in the pew, picking up our grandchildren in our arms, the smell of an open hymnal, the feeling of peace when we sing together, the ability to connect with our friends at school or after school activities. God, we grieve the loss of these things and countless others. Forgive us when we are quick to shut down our feelings of unease and discomfort and instead try to make the wilderness a place that feels like life before our wandering began. Empower us and fill us with your courage that we might be willing to dwell in the wilderness with you. Even in an unknown season for an unknown time, Fill us with your spirit that we might open ourselves and our lives to your tilling and planting. As we walk through this wilderness, be a lamp to our feet, guiding us from loss to resurrection, from anxiety to resilience, from fear to abundant life. Spirit of the living God, you are our inspiration as we sail into the unknown seas of our time, soar over the waters of our week and into the horizon. Help us to see that this too has an end, but help us to see that at the cusp of this existence, the sky is kissing the earth, that with a change in scenery, a new vantage point can be revealed to us that Within our dry land, there is a never-ending stream, and that within our hunger, you can provide nourishment beyond our wildest dreams. Remind us that our wilderness is being tended to by a gardener who would never let us go uncared for. We pray all these things in the name of our Lord, your Son, Jesus Christ, who taught us how to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we head back into this wilderness wandering, may we do so open to receive the gifts that the wilderness has to offer. And may we go knowing that it is especially in our willingness to face the discomfort and the fear and the grief that God is able to plant new seeds. 
God is able to bring things to life that we didn't ever think could blossom. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you, be with those whom you love, with those whom you're called to love, this day and forevermore. Amen.